Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. You're in for a treat in this segment. So this is where we're all going to feel better about what's going on in the world. Uh, Jenny Taylor joins us in studio today. Jenny, how are you? Hey, it's great to be here with you. Good. I see you've got your uh, your tag team partner Michelle Scharf is in the building as well, and the the two of you uh, do a podcast together for KSL Podcast. Relentlessly. Resilient. Tell us what you're working on today. Yeah, we have had some incredible interviews lately. You know, Michelle and I are both widows. We've both faced that specific loss of bearing a husband before we thought we would. But with this show, we try to look at resilience through all kinds of walks of life, not just death, not just that kind of grief, but sometimes we'll talk to military families about their service. This morning we talked about miscarriage and infertility. Mm. Well, we talked with a, a dog handler who's been in search and rescue, was at the Pentagon oh, wow. after 9 11. And kind of the resilience that it takes to work in that kind of tragedy time and time again. So it's been incredible for both Michelle and me. I know we've learned a ton. We just keep going, oh, I, I thought I knew what it meant to be resilient. Now I'm going to add this to my notes. But wonderful, wonderful people willing to share those real life stories yeah. and realizing everyone has a story. Everyone, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. In fact, I thought about you and Michelle last night uh, watching the uh, gymnastics uh competition for the u.s olympic team and uh so cool we have three of i was gonna Utah say Red go Rocks, utes yeah. but they but they all had to be very resilient they all had some troubles they all had some little bobbles and things and and i thought man the mental resilience they have to to just stay focused and present to the moment that seems and the to symbolism be the for the rest of us to look at that and say how many times would I have said that's it i quit i'm, I'm off the beam <laughs> that one hurt that really hurt and walk away and yet that perseverance that you see in an Olympic athlete, I think there's just so many lessons to apply to the rest of us who have no athletic ability, yeah. but I can be inspired <laughs> by their tenacity and their yeah. pursuit of a goal and a dream. And like you said, they're going to keep going. That yeah. bump and bruise is not going to stop them. They're, they're going for gold. I can't wait for the games this summer. I'm, a, I'm so a, proud I'm of a those junkie. ladies. Yeah, I'm a junkie. And, uh, of course, we watch anything that's competitive. Uh, and I will confess, we did even <laughs> turn on the spelling bee over the weekend because there wasn't a lot going on. That says something, boy. That says something. <laughs> a little scary. If you're just joining us, we have Jenny Taylor. Uh, Jenny, of course, is a gold star widow, mother of seven, civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army in Utah. Uh, she runs the Major Brent Taylor Foundation in honor of her late husband and, of course, is the co-host, uh, along with Michelle Scharf of KSL Podcast, Relentlessly Resilient. And uh, you both are great examples of that. Let's talk about the foundation for just a minute in terms of what's happening with the Major Brent Taylor Foundation. Oh, we're so excited, Boyd. So Brent's birthday is right around the 4th of July, and it was on his birthday in 2019 that we launched this foundation. So that was two years ago, a pandemic wow. in the middle. And yet we've been able to do some amazing things and be part of some really awesome opportunities to honor other military and first responder families. We've helped with several homecomings, We've helped with several funerals for um, Ogden's officer, Nate Lyday, 
uh, Air Force pilot from Brigham City Area Cage Allen. And then we've really had this opportunity to get going on some scholarships at BYU and mm. the University of Utah. That's where Brent went to school. And then we expanded to his high school in Chandler, Arizona, and wow. to the high school up north in the community where he served as mayor. We were high. So we have those things going on. And it's parade season. <laughs> so we're out there. We we own a lot of parades. We are flags. We own some big flags. And flying those in parades, putting them up in yards. And I think the thing we're most excited about is still a work in progress, and that is our big 9-11 commemoration this fall. Oh, wow. Tell us about that. How are things coming on that? That's a that's a big a big bite and a long chew. It, it <laughs> is a big bite and a long chew, and it's going to take a lot of mouths to get it done. Uh, 20 years, Boyd. Can you believe it? Uh, we are so 20 years removed from those terrorist attacks that really flipped mm. the world upside down and have had lasting impact. Yeah. And so our foundation is working with the Weber County Sheriff's Office, with local businesses, with local firefighters, police, military, everything. And we're coming up with a way not to celebrate the terrorist attacks because that's not something you celebrate, but to commemorate the attacks and to celebrate the American spirit. Mm. To come together, we're creating this this massive interactive museum experience at the Weber County Fairgrounds where you will walk through pictures and video and sounds, taking you from the late 90s right into the attacks and beyond. Yeah. And the whole takeaway is, well, now what? You're yeah. 20 years removed. What? What? We all promised we'll never forget. We put it on billboards. <laughs> we put it on T-shirts. It's 20 years later. Maybe we've kind of forgotten. Yeah. Not the attacks, but the aftermath. So we're focusing on that. We're going to have, uh, there's a motorcycle ride of firefighters up to the Ogden Amphitheater. There is a beautiful, very almost unknown firefighters memorial adjacent to the Ogden Amphitheater that has the name of every fallen firefighter from this country starting in the late 1800s. You didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was there six (laughs) months ago, and I'm from Ogden. So it's going to be a great opportunity. We call it Weber Remembers, the 9-11 project hosted by Weber County and yet open to all. So it's going to be phenomenal, and it is is a big bite in the lung, too. (laughs) Uh, and we'll take some resilience as well. Uh, and I think it is so critical, especially as we come up on Fourth of July, as you said, and so many uh, important things and looking towards the fall and nine eleven. Uh, it, it does go back to this principle of that which we ignore or forget, our children may never know, and what our children don't know, our grandchildren are never going to possess. Uh, as you look at that, as you come at that from your unique experience, uh, what are some of the things that you hope all of us we have Fourth of July coming up this weekend. Uh, that's not enough. So we're starting today. What's what's the principle you hope everybody remembers rolling into the Fourth of July this year? You know, Boyd. Immediately, my mind goes to one of Brent's last Facebook posts before he was killed, where he said, "I hope that back home, Americans remember that we have more that unites us than divides us." Now we could talk about politics, we could talk about socioeconomics, we could talk about the color of our skin, or all kinds of things that differentiate us. Mm. When Which it's is core, different than dividing. Yes. That's so important. Yes, and so important. And how beautiful to say these things do differentiate us. And you know what? We're kind of all living the same story. Yeah. You know, our our family stories become a little bit well known in, in the local area. We were married. My husband was in politics. We had seven kids. He died at war. That feels like the story. But really, the story is a human story. All of us start with once upon a time. 
All of us have the opportunity to pursue the American dream. You get to decide what your American dream looks like. I get to decide what mine is. We're both going to find out we're wrong somewhere (laughs) along the line and have to start over. But we'll find that our greatest success will be found as we help each other succeed. And the only way to do that is to stop fighting so much, to stop dividing so much. I love that you use that different word to divide and to say, you know what? At the end of the day, there is more that unites us and divides us. If we can come together, not ignore our differences, but just not be divided by them and celebrate them and say, isn't it wonderful you have a different perspective than I do? Would you tell me about your life experience? Would you let me see through your lenses and then maybe listen as I tell you mine? We'll both come away better people because of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's valuing the differences. Uh, and it's this whole idea that differentiated but not divided. I think that's where we have to get. That's going to be our principle for the rest of we the day. We could put today. it on a T-shirt. <laughs> We're going to put that on a T-shirt today. <laughs> differentiated but not divided. I think that's such an important principle for all of us to wrap our heads around uh, because if we do, if we if we sit down and have lunch, we can have lunch now. I know we can actually get in the same room. <laughs> we can have lunch with someone who thinks different, lives different, acts different, looks different, and we'll both come away better as we value Absolutely. the differences. Uh, I always go back to our our good friend Reverend Amon Brown from the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, and he always says, "No, we're not a melting pot. You know, we're a salad bowl." Uh, because we don't want to just get all mushed together. That takes all the flavor out. He says, I want to see the the redness and the color and the different textures uh, differentiated, not divided. I think that's where we're going. Jenny Taylor, thanks for joining us today. You can listen to her podcast with Michelle Scharf on KSL Podcast, Relentlessly Resilient. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to talk about giving you the sleeves off our vest. You want this compromise coming up next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.